1: Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with the Chairshot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you get 10% off when using promo code Podcast. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com where you get 15% off all your health supplements
0: simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbeam, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Moran and Carl Carafell. That's right, everybody. I am Carl Carafel, alongside, as always, this guy over there, Mighty Joe Morin. And uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Already our first comment on this broadcast. That didn't take long Turnbuckle this Turnbuckle Talk <laughs> 206. Wow.
1: Yeah, man, 206 episodes. Uh, it's a bit of a surreal number, eh? It definitely is. I mean, (laughs) I thought
0: 200 was was great, freaking fantastic. But 206, I mean, we just keep on rolling, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll see how long we can keep rolling. I mean, for, for now, it looks like we're pretty good here, uh, here in Southern Ontario where I'm at. We're on the cusp of a huge winter storm rolling through. So while the the weather is still decent, we we'll be able to get our show in here. But uh, but yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got some significant weather coming our way. Not looking forward to the snow. Uh, as a child, as, as a kid, Carl, winter was fun. But as an adult, I freaking hate winter.
0: Oh, uh, you know what? Me too. We've had some. Uh, <laughs> we've been pretty good with our winter so far here in northern Ontario, Canada. Uh, normally, uh, it's like minus thirty degrees and uh, lots of snow. And there really hasn't been a lot of snow this year, thankfully. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just super happy with that.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Well, you know, let's uh, shift and let's, uh, let's get over into our wrestling discussion here. And I, I guess to kind of kick things off here, I'll start with a question here, Carl. Um, okay. Seeing, uh, to, to kind of kick things off here with this topic, um, how's your hole feeling this week? <laughs>
0: <laughs> My hole is just fine.
1: Oh, man. You want to talk <laughs> to just something that, that's gone viral. And, and I mean, even with our friends over at Love Wrestling, we, we've kind of uh, latched on to that uh to that train and um, just yep. this deal with Nia Jax and, uh, and whatnot, uh, Carl. Uh, what are your thoughts about this?
0: You know what? I, I know that you don't watch a lot of the WWE product, I but not. I just have to mention to you that on SmackDown,
1: yeah.
0: they still ran with this, mm-hmm. okay? So they, they took uh, this, the, this whole clip and they put it into a storyline. Mm-hmm. So because of this, because of the capitalization that they are using on this, I'm kind of okay with it yeah. if they were to have just left it and left it as just a meme that everybody's putting out there. I don't think that it, it I mean, it would have been a little weird, right? But <laughs> because it's storyline now, I'm kind of okay with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah strangely enough i mean who would have thought i mean even she's got to be thinking uh after everything that's transpired all the causing injuries and all the other kind of stuff she's done that this would be the thing to to actually get over i mean um pretty crazy um to say the, the very least i mean uh what's next shirts i don't think so right Mick
0: Foley apparently (laughs) thinks so. Uh, Mick Foley went to Twitter and actually put out there that uh, my hole will be the new Austin 316 Uh, of this era. Book it and put it onto t-shirts, he says. So mm, who knows? Who knows? I mean, the WWE went and like made all of this merchandise for what, Sad Bad Bunny, whatever, That uh, Latin uh, superstar. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy is a phenomenal Latin superstar. Um, Very famous. Yeah. He's a very famous. Oh, I'm sure he is. Uh, Yeah, he definitely is. And they made merchandise for that. So why not make something that
1: says, ow,
0: my hole?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, this wasn't the only thing here, Carl. Now, because uh, because to peel back the curtain a little bit with this week's episode here, uh, you, you came up with the, the entire run for this week's episode. Yes, and um, with, with this topic, I became the curator of <laughs> topics this week. Absolutely, and this wasn't the only thing that like went viral here. Now, Carl, I have the audio for the other thing. Do we want to play it? Uh, can I can I play it? I have it queued up. Um, <laughs> let's hope that it doesn't copyright on us. Well, it's just the audio and we're not playing video, so I think I think we'll be okay because uh, no real uh, well the the company doesn't get mentioned. So, you know what? Okay, let's let's give it a go then. Let's give it a whirl. Uh, let me make sure that uh it plays and here we go. DP, I like that. Yeah. DP. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, I like it. It's a nice range with DP. Oh, it's easy. She
0: gets confused sometimes.
1: No, no. DP. I, so that's it, one thing with these um, players that are embedded into sites that they, they tend to automatically play. Uh, something for web designers out there. Stop it with that. Um, yes. But um, <laughs> yes. so yeah, Charlie Caruso talking to uh, Damien Priest, and of course, um, uh, t- good t- old r Truth. r Truth. Yeah, his name uh, for yep. kind of escaped me briefly. Um, do these people listen to themselves when they're talking? Carl,
0: I, <laughs> you know what, on on on, what that was
1: what from a talking smack. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. I'm assuming okay. so. Um, yeah, uh,
0: on on that show, I mean, it, it since its inception, it's it's really seemed to be a very um, off the cuff. Uh, just go with it, go with the flow type of uh, type of setting, which yeah. I, I, I personally am okay with. I like that. I like that idea. Let them just kind of go out there and and not have to worry about being scripted and uh, just kind of be them and and allow them to, if they need to, develop character and uh, get themselves over and and whatever. So, and, and I, I think that this wasn't anything that was actually planned. This was just. Mm -hmm. charlie caruso just talking and uh kind of going you know dp that's uh that has a nice ring to it and 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 then unfortunately Ah. following it up with i like dp yeah so um (laughs) we 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 keep things a little clean here on this show if you don't know what dp is google uh, google Google, um
1: but uh be forewarned
0: carefully it's a it's a sexual thing okay that's all we'll say
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you, you may just want to read whatever the definition is. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I say try carefully by clicking on the images tab on your Google results, and just be prepared to be shocked. Um, Don't do not click on images. <laughs> just go to Urban
0: Dictionary, UrbanDictionary dot That that'll that'll be enough for you.
1: Yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's <laughs> several ways that you can approach that. Like I said, uh, just overall try carefully. Uh, you may be in for a shocker. Uh, to say the very least. Oh. Yeah, but I think I just uh, had an unintentional <laughs> pun there, Carl. But yep. uh, yeah, just some interesting stuff there. I, I mean, cool and, and kind of comedic in some respects, but at the time, you know, we need to, to try carefully that, with this too because they can be real uh, momentum killers for some of the, uh, these talents, like especially, uh, I think, Damian Priest, you know, especially I think back to his time in Ring of Honor's Punishment Martinez. He was this big, yeah. imposing individual, and then... After doing that, then you have somebody just kind of in this kind of environment. It can kind of compromise things a little bit. So in that respect, too, I would say tread very carefully because you can ruin your business uh, with these kind of segments.
0: You definitely can. (laughs) You definitely can absolutely
1: all right well going from that to talking about partnerships in professional wrestling I, I think that this must have largely stemmed uh, from last week when we talked to our friend Miss Kim Arlip down in in Florida and uh, yep. talking about uh, partnerships with smaller companies now I think but before we kind of get into that aspect of things here Carl I think it's important to kind of look at this partnership that's been going with um, with AEW Impact in New Japan right now it yes. seems to be kind of uh, going uh, between those three but an interesting thing is kind of happened here, Carl, and uh, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but I definitely have, that uh, this partnership, I, I think that the, the idea here was for it to be kind of mutual, mutually beneficial between all three companies here. But yes. uh, strangely enough, because uh, I, I, believe it or not, I believe it's AEW that's kind of in, uh, initiated uh, this move, and they seem to be the one that's been the most damaged by it here, Carl, because people seemingly are going to watching Impact in New Japan uh, after seeing these people in AEW, and then that product is being forgotten about, so it's this—it's this double-edged sword of yeah, co-promoting and it can be a good thing. Not, not only just on that, but and kind of any platform, you know, even in podcasting, sometimes it, it can kind of happen of where you know you start promoting and cross-promoting too much, and then your own product then suffers because people are going elsewhere. And I think that's a bit of a byproduct of what's happening here.
0: I. It's interesting that you see that because I'm not seeing that at all. Okay. Um, I mean, we're we're still seeing really good numbers for uh, AEW Dynamite. Um, I, AEW Dark still as well gets a phenomenal amount of views on YouTube. Uh, for those of you that don't know, AEW Dark on Tuesdays uh, they go a- and and put a new episode up with like usually twelve to fourteen matches. Uh, That's a lot. Within a like yeah. like two hour period, which is yep. A lot, but super fantastic. Um, I, I don't see it as being anything that's been uh, detrimental or, or, or hurting uh, all elite wrestling at this point anyways. Can it get to that? Yeah, it probably can, uh, considering that AEW seems to be taking their bigger stars and, and letting them go over to uh, to these other companies, right? And then if you're taking your, your stars and putting them somewhere else, well, the people are going to go and watch them where they are. Are mm-hmm. right as opposed to watching them in the company that they're from. So I totally get where you're coming from. I totally understand what you're <laughs> saying.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, because you know, we've run into that uh, bit with the podcast game too. And, and also, um, you know, back over w- with this here, Carl, we saw a little bit of it uh, recently with um, Sammy Guevara going over to Impact. And then uh, I guess something happened, he didn't like what the match was going to be or whatever the booking decision was. And he something happened there, and then now there's some heat between AEW and Impact. So, you know, these partnerships can be good, but I mean, sometimes, Carl, just people are going to clash and things are going to go kind of funky. Um, that seems to be that, I mean, I don't know all, all the details here of going on, but I mean, the, there was some funky business that kind of happened here and basically, uh, I don't know whether it was Sammy that just said, screw you guys, or Impact just said, you know, we're not going to use you. or So we've kind of muddied well, okay, the waters so, a little bit.
0: Um. So there, there really isn't right now any heat between the two companies. Uh, they kind of have worked things out. But essentially what happened is, uh, so Sammy was was quote unquote written off mm-hmm. of AEW. And he was going to be going over and doing some work in Impact. So Impact had given him booking, flight, everything for the day before so that they could go through story. They could go through everything that that's going to be happening. Sammy Guevara took it upon himself to reschedule his flight and arrival Hmm. so that he would have been arriving at the building to tape with only about an hour and a half's time to spare, as opposed to the full day and a half that they had uh, given him with the previous plane ticket and arrival time. So that's what's happened. Um, yes, there was a little bit of impact going, are you serious right now? And AEW going, hold tight, we're going to take care of this.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Interesting. To say the least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully you know, this doesn't cause any actual damage or not, or it's, I feel like maybe some trust was broken there, but, uh, Yeah. Kind of a kind of a weird situation there. Hopefully, I I don't. uh, I don't
0: think that there would be any trust broken or anything like that. I mean, business is business, and they're both companies that understand that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of uh, okay, this is business that happened, and uh, business was sour for a moment. You've said that you're going to take care of your employee. That uh, recommendations are going to happen, and impact is going all right. We're gonna we're gonna allow this. We're gonna let you do what you got to do, right? So I mean that's that's all it is. They understand business is business.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now the other two companies that you had uh, mentioned in the uh, in the topic here, Carl, OVW and uh, MLW, especially, um, are a couple that I want to talk about. And when, when it comes to partnerships, mm-hmm. honestly, with those two companies, I, I think that they're kind of just doing fine the way that they're they're going right now here. Like I, I think that. You know, especially OVW, I think no point in rocking the boat if you don't need to at this point. I mean, the formula they have seems to be working. Um, For other partnerships, I'd say to hold off for the time being. Because I'll say I I think, especially OVW, I think they're doing just fine the way they are.
0: And you know what? I'm I'm feeling the exact same way. Um, My intention with this uh, part of the broadcast was more do we feel that this opens up the opportunity mm. for these companies if they so choose or want for them to be able to uh, maybe reach out to like an impact and say, we'd love yeah. to work with you as well or reach out to AEW and say, listen, yeah. you, we really want to take down the conglomerate. We do too. Let, let, let's let all come aboard together and uh, let's, let's see what we can do. Um, on the flip side of that though, mm-hmm. This starts to become an issue of um, too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. Right? So you're going to have AEW, Impact, New Japan, and now all of the uh, writers, bookers, and heads of the companies, well, you've now just tripled all of those people. Now, where's the decisions going to come from?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? In a situation like this, um, I, I I think we really need to, to kind of flip things around a little bit and go to a uh uh one governing body where decisions go yeah. through. Right. So and it's not just one person that the that that is gonna go through. We're looking at a collection of people, so a board of people mm-hmm. that the final decision goes to. So these three companies are all gonna take their ideas, put them together. If they can't come to an agreement, then they're going to bring it to the board, who then makes the final decision.
1: Yeah, because again, you know, you had mentioned uh, trying to take down the conglomerate, which I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, WWE. Uh, I still think that th- that mindset is a mistake because you're not going to take down the WWE. I don't care if it's if it's every single mid-level promotion banding together. You're just it's not going to happen, uh, no. and then just uh, the more it. it, it if that something like that were to, to be attempted, I mean, I don't know if I want to piss off Vincent really at this point uh, <laughs> with that, right? because I mean, what, what he may do then is just like back in the old days, is just, he's just going to go around. He's going to poach every single talent that he can, and he'll throw whatever money he can at them to, to get everybody. And you're talking to your Jacob Fatu's, are everybody and yes. just said, oh, I'm just going to take everybody down and screw you guys. Because that, that, that's the danger that I fear. Um, if they try and, uh, topple the giant. Uh, like I said before, you can be Pepsi, you don't need to be Coke.
0: Exactly. No, very much so. Right. Uh, we've got several watchers that are there right now. Feel free, guys, yeah. if you're uh, listening and you hear something that you, uh, you want to get some of your input in there as well, always drop a comment. It's going to show up for us on our sidebar as a comment. And uh, the first one that came through, I'll just put it up. And this is what it looks like, guys. <laughs> yeah. It'll have your name, your comments, and we can uh, definitely put that up for you and talk as well.
1: Yeah, if you guys have topics and stuff that are just kind of on the fly, you post it, and you know, we can definitely even uh, talk about them as well. So, um, always uh, cool to get uh, some interaction with uh, you guys that are watching. So again, if you, definitely, like said, you know, feel free to throw some comments in there. All right, going from that, uh, Carl, to uh, something that uh, that's kind of uh, somewhat kind of tied into the previous topic as well, uh, talking about companies relying too much on older household names and talent. Here, Carl, this is an interesting topic and something that we've we've touched on before as well, but I'm glad that you threw this on the run. Um, I'll start with you on this here, Carl. What do you think? Um, I think on the WWE side of things, um, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty obvious that that's clearly what's going on.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we can't even just say the WWE with this. I mean, I I even take a look at, um, uh, for those of you that don't know, I have for many, many years been a supporter of TNA mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. Oh. Uh, I've always wanted to see them succeed, and I continue to love what they do. But even them, okay, so Rhino.
1: They did a lot of it.
0: <laughs> Rhino, yeah. a, who, who's currently there, yeah. an older name talent. Yep. Ken Shamrock, okay, mm. yeah. Tommy Dreamer, yep. still there working, yep. right? Um, with the WWE, I mean, you're looking at like uh, uh, Goldberg, edge, you know, like these names that, that, that are coming in and, uh, and, and continuing to work. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's really difficult for me to uh, now connect with that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love some nostalgia once in a while. Right. But, um, it's being used way too much, relying way too much on, on the older talent coming in that uh, your younger talent are going to start to go, obviously, the company doesn't care about me. Obviously, no. the company doesn't want my uh, work to be here because, well, they just keep going back to these old guys, right?
1: And We do see that come up quite a bit. Um whether it be posts on social media, or even on these talking smack kind of uh, uh, programs, or all these you know opinions kind of get voiced. But the issue is kind of double pronged here, Carl. First of all, you know these bigger companies, you know especially you would mentioned uh, you know WWE and Impact, is they're yeah. they're afraid to build uh, anything other than just regular superstars. So with megastars, we just they, they they feel that they can't because if something happens, then you're kind of screwed. Like I mean, we admit, we talked to our friend Kim Arlip, you know, one of the reasons why she doesn't run storylines is because of the risks of injury and whatnot. And, and something happens and your storyline is screwed. Right. Yes. So th- that's just that, you know, blowing up to, um, you know, <laughs> higher levels. And then of course you have the other thing too, that it's not really when these older talents come back that have been really over for a number of years, it's not necessarily their fault that they're still more over than these younger guys. You know, because like I said you know if you're not getting over then you're not trying hard enough right it's it's not edge's fault that he still gets over when he's face to face with Karen cross and and kills it on a promo that's not his fault he's just he's just being edge if you guys can't match up to that level that's your own fault
0: well I mean in in that respect okay I, I understand what you're saying yeah but in that respect okay the WWE universe has yeah. had what? 20 plus years yeah. to know Edge. Yeah. To hear his promos. To become a fan. Mm-hmm. The WWE universe has had what, maybe two ye- years at the most for Karrion Cross. Not even. Now keep in mind again, no. a lot of the WWE viewers don't watch other programs. Still. So mm-hmm. and Cross coming in mm-hmm. They wouldn't know That he was named Killer Cross In other promotions yeah. So they would never have seen him Before So they've got 20 years of Edge Two years Max with and Cross. Of course people Are going to gravitate a little bit more towards Edge because it's a Safety it's what they're used To it's what they understand and what They know and what they like so, I don't know, that's just uh this, my little take on that. Um Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a uh um I don't even know how to put it. It's a comfort thing, right? It's a comfort thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And but there are some times where that trend gets bucked, we had mentioned Karrion Kross. I mean, he has immediately gotten over with that NXT audience. And I'm not sure, just about the mainstream WWE audience, I think that that audience is very divided. You know, there's your SmackDown and your Raw fans, and then there's your NXT fans, and then there are some that are watching both programs. But, uh, I mean, I mean, he's an example of somebody just, I mean, they hit kind of lightning in a ball and having Scarlet you know, with them, you know, doesn't hurt as well. And I'm just you know, being consistent with the, the character, you know, seeing TikTok, you know, after he's kind of in the guy's face and, um, you know, they've been very good in building that up. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's some, I know that, you know, we can get into that whole brass ring uh, topic here of, of, you know, dangling, you know, here, come and get the brass ring. And uh, suppose he doesn't, doesn't imagine you're always restricted by a creative, but I mean, at the same time too, you do have to take the ball and try and run with a little bit as, as well, you know, so just always kind of blaming creative. It's not necessarily a cop out, but I think too many of them just say, oh, well, you know, um, I'm, I'm stuck dealing with what they give me. I, I'm sure that they have a little bit more leeway than that. Yes. So so I'm 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 gonna put this
0: up here. Um not 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 to make fun of or call out, but um I think you're meaning uh was it Lacey Evans? Yeah, not Lacey Von Eric. Yeah. Um Lacey Von Eric actually retired in two thousand ten and mm-hmm. has not really done anything in the world of professional wrestling since a long time now. Um but we're talking Lacey Evans, the Southern Belle, mm-hmm. Um yeah, you're right. Substantial improvement has come from her time being able to um, work with other talent in the mm-hmm. ring, um, be able to... And, and 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 it's really nice for a lot of them, they have that uh, friendship with multiple people within the company, whether they're uh, seasoned talent or whether they're green talent, it doesn't matter. They can have that that really nice... Friendship, and be able yes. to talk about things, and be able to really uh, figure things out, and and a lot of them will even go and work out together, or they'll go to uh, the PC okay. and they will um, go into the ring and and just work stuff out, and and it, because of that, because of the camaraderie between everyone within the company, uh, they really help build each other up, and I think that that is where it uh, where where it really her turnaround really comes from. No problem at all. I totally understand. I messed up too. So, for for,
1: for myself, when it comes to Lacey Evans, I think she's definitely improved in that. In when it comes to the character, um, you know, some more time in the performance there's obviously having Rick right now uh, with her definitely helps. When it comes to the in ring work stuff here, I, I still think that she has a long ways to kind of go. As she's definitely somebody that still relies on the other person to kind of carry the match. She is uh, not what would be considered as a, as a ring general. Not anywhere near yet. She's still Still relies on the other person could she get to that point sure but for, for right now um it, it's still a work in progress but, but i will agree she is definitely uh further than where, where, where she she was but she still uh, needs a lot of work she still needs to smooth out those rough edges there but uh, there, there's some potential there um i'd like to see a little bit more tweaks to, to the character i think too much of that southern bell type of um you know the pin up model type of look i think is a little outdated quite frankly i don't think too many people can relate to it especially with a more of a modern audience but um but hey it's still work in progress so i'm not ready to give up on her just yet
0: i definitely am not as well you talk about the whole uh pin up um you know world war 2 type yeah. of of uh style that she has there um that gravitates for me yeah right as as a little bit of an older guy um i'm 40 i'll be 40 this year I'm okay
1: i'm older than him just 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 put in, <laughs> just a reminder i'm actually older than girl um
0: so i mean being 40 right i i i've seen those I, I myself i like older things anyways right so yeah um i'm okay with that entire thing and i think that that's kind of what they're trying to go with. And then you pair her up with Ric Flair, an older guy who would understand back in World War Jesus. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. you're Right? Yeah. So... Yeah,
1: no, no, I think that works really well. What's Ryan got here? I'm going to throw this one your, your way here, Carl, because of, of a name that came up there, because I know you've had uh, some experiences with this gentleman. Um, Ryan's saying, speaking of future stars, what do you guys think about the news that Rick Steiner's son has signed with the, the WWE? I'm going to throw that your way, Carl. What do you think?
0: I absolutely love it. Um, I have worked with Rick Steiner uh, before over the years, and he was nothing but a professional With absolutely everything that he did, whether it was inside of the ring or whether it was backstage or whether it was sitting there talking with the boys and talking with the girls and uh, just being a wealth of knowledge for anyone that wanted to, uh, approach him and talk to him. He, he was, he was like a teddy bear, dude. <laughs> he, he literally like anybody could walk up to him and, uh, it, it would just be a, Hey brother, how's it going? Let's sit down and talk for a minute. Who are you? What's your name? Where are you from? And you know, what are you looking to do? Where are you looking to go in this business? What do you want to do with the, uh, with the rest of your life after the business is another question that he would ask as well. Um, so, I think having that knowledge, he definitely would have passed that down uh, down to his son, and I'm super happy with it. Uh, Rick's son looks like a beast. <laughs> He's jacked just like his dad and Thanks. uncle. Yeah, he definitely is. And I think, again, Ryan, that's going back to um, Rick's mindset of, if you want to get into this business, here's what you have to do, and if you if, if you want it, you're going to go and get it, right? Yep. And I think that that's, uh, that's exactly what we're seeing. I think this whole thing really comes back to Rick and and, and his professionalism and him being just amazing at uh, not only being a professional wrestler, but amazing at being a person and a teacher as well.
1: On kind of the later side of things here, Carl, I hope that when it comes to the numbers and the mathematics, hopefully he learned more from his dad <laughs> than his uncle. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you learned his mat from Scotty, oh. man, it might be, uh, interesting to say the very least here, Carl, Could but, be. uh, going from that, uh, of course, love the interactions. Uh, it seems like as soon as we asked for it, it, it happened out of the blue. So that was very cool, uh, to our next topic here. Th- this was, uh, when you were up the run, this is the one I was kind of looking forward to the most here, Carl, of our current top five favorite, uh, uh, wrestling talents out there. I have a really interesting list and I'm sure you do too. Um, uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
0: You go first because okay. you had messaged me earlier and said, "Do you want to know?" and I'm I I I knew that you were just itching to tell yeah. somebody and I was like, "No. <laughs> no, you're going to wait." Cool. So, I'm going to allow you to go first because I know you're itching to get it out.
1: For sure. Do you want to go 5 and go to 1 or just go 1 to 5? Uh, Mine are in no particular order.
0: I really don't have any order for them. I just... My top five.
1: I have them actually ranked in order. So maybe I'll start with five and then go uh, to one. Uh, In the number five spot right now, um, I have Serena Deeb uh, at my number five spot. I think... Right now, the second best women's wrestler in professional wrestling right now. Uh, at number four, this may be a surprise to you, Carl, and uh, to our listeners. Uh, is actually coming from MLW, and I'm talking their current world heavyweight champion, Jacob Fa too. Uh, he is somebody that I think a lot of people aren't aware of or are sleeping on, and you shouldn't be. I mean, this guy, um, it, it's, he's almost kind of a throwback, Carl, uh, to that uh, Samoan... Um, Type of character with a little bit of the aerial stuff, but he very much wrestles like a big man. I really appreciate uh, that. Um, at the number three spot, uh, from over in New Japan Pro Wrestling, I have Kazuchika Okada uh, at the number three spot. Still one of the best in the world, uh, even though the, his uh, submission move, the money clip, I think, is uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Just rainmaker, the people don't use that. Don't use that money clip. Just rainmaker. Those, you know, what what's yeah. Um, number two. I have the best, in my opinion, the best woman wrestler uh, on the planet right now at Linda Rosa at number two, and at the number one spot, going back to New Japan Pro Wrestling, for me right now, I think the best professional wrestler in the business right now is Mister J White. Very Arguabla- nice. Arguably, I think working the heel character better than anybody right now, still killing it. That's my list, Carl. Definitely,
0: he is. Definitely, um, I think I might actually have mine. Listed from, like, best to fifth. Okay. So I'll start at the bottom of my list here. Otis. Really? W- yes. Wow. wow. Within my top five, Otis, dude. Wow. Um, I, I love that he is a big guy, can, yep. can, can move in that ring, can have a little bit of comedy act to him, and still make things look good and fun, because that's what professional wrestling should be fun yep. Yep. right going up my list from there kenny omega canadian boy winnipeg manitoba canada i am very happy that uh, kenny omega
1: hmm. had
0: made my list yep. number three no surprise to people alexa bliss i absolutely adore everything Alexa Bliss from her beginnings in NXT all the way up to this current character and gimmick that she is running with the fiend. Love it. Going from there, Mr. Eddie Edwards. Hmm. Good choice. Yes. Yeah, Definitely I mean the choice. guy has been a a just staple when it comes to professional wrestling Mm -hmm. over the years no matter what company he's been in no matter what type of tag team or singles run that he has had he has killed it absolutely everywhere and I am super happy about that and my number one right now um, I guess you can kind of say maybe a New Japan star okay Um, John Moxley okay yes and I say Mm -hmm. New Japan star because well is he not holding the US belt right now Yep, he's kind of so got it held hostage for the time being, but uh, yeah, yeah. So a new New Japan star thrown in there. Um, I don't watch a lot of New Japan. I should definitely start watching a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have to actually subscribe <laughs> to uh, uh, to the New Japan Network yep. so that I can uh, watch more of it. But yeah, there's there there's my top five guys. So you got uh, Big Joe's top or Mighty Joe's Mighty Joe's top five. And you got my top five. What we want you guys to do is if you were listening to this broadcast afterwards, I want you to go to our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod and underneath the video or underneath the uh, write-up that we'll do for the audio come Tuesday. Okay, I want you to leave your top five current professional wrestling stars.
1: For sure. And our lists are very uh, uh, unique, and I think they really kind of reflect, you know, the professional wrestling that we're both kind of watching. I think Carl watches a little bit more, more WWE than, than I do, and his list kind of reflects that. Whereas mine, you know, is um, includes some New Japan and some NWA and stuff like that, which kind of reflects the wrestling that I've been watching recently. So uh, there's no really right or wrong answer. Uh, although I will say... That um, I, I will make a very, very strong pitch uh, for Miss Thunder Rosa being the best women's wrestler on the planet right now. I dare anybody to uh, to tell me different. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now,
0: b- before we move on here, okay, I yes. want I want you to take this one then.
1: Okay. Okay. What
0: do you What do you think here?
1: Uh, Steinerson just got signed uh, with WWE, and Ernson and Brock Anderson just made his first appearance. We're getting old, guys. Um, <laughs> Yes, we are getting old. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the gray hairs coming in. I still get pimples for whatever reason. I mean, like whenever I seem to sit in front of a camera, I always get like a zit right in the middle of my forehead. That just always seems to kind of happen. But I mean, I'm getting gray hairs all over the place, man, and so are you. Yes, I am. <laughs> Clean your face. Clean your face. We're getting old, man. We are getting old. <laughs> all right, dude. I think, um, you know what? What do we got uh, coming up next here on our run? I think that, you know what? Why don't we take a brief bake, bit of a brief break, wow, uh, kind of a bit of a tongue twister, and let's hear from our friends over at CollarElbowBrand.com, and, and then we'll come back with our Match of the Week segment. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. Here is is Mighty Joe and Carl back here on Turnbuckle Talk. As you saw from our friend Al Snow and and on com, if you use promo code JKPODCAST to the checkout, you will get 10% off. Not just one thing or two things that you buy there, but everything. So go crazy and get 10% off all your purchases there. Uh, Javier saying La Mera Thunder Rosa. I'm, I'm assuming, uh, does that mean the best? I'm a, matter, I'm, a, I'm not. Uh, I'm a little uh, rusty on my Spanish, unfortunately. I have a feeling that, that is probably Spanish. I think so. All right, Carl. Let us go to our match of the week segment. <laughs> All right. So for our match of the week segment here, Carl. Um, hmm. What do we want to do? You want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Go first. I will go first. Uh, mine, strangely enough, this week is coming from WWE, believe it or not. Uh, right, Carl, ah, um, actually coming from uh, Whoa, hold NXT. hold on a second. <laughs> Take a minute and breathe. Wha- wow. Right? It's actually coming from WWE this week, believe it or not. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it is coming from NXT. Uh, it is specifically coming from TakeOver Vengeance Day, which just happened yesterday as of today's recording. Yes. We were talking the singles match for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Um, absolutely incredible uh, match here, Carl. I thought it went a touch longer than it really kind of needed to, but it was an interesting match because it was really, really technical at the beginning, and then we got into more of like the, what you would expect from like, a usual kind of professional wrestling match. And then after the match, you know, we had some storylines kind of... Uh, uh, getting furthered and established, uh, most notably um, Adam Cole not only super ki- super kicking Finn Balor, but also um, <laughs> I mean uh, Kyle, O'Reilly? Kyle O'Reilly from uh, the undisputed era. So, what is going on there? I don't know if Cole is still going to be involved, if he's going off in his own. What's going on there? And then you know we have the added um, bit here too that we know that. Edge is basically saying that he wanted to take on, you know, the winner of this match. Uh, so by the looks of it, we might be having Edge versus Finn Balor for the NXT championship at WrestleMania. Uh, that would be really cool. I was kind of hoping for Pete Dunne because um, uh, the matchup that I really wanted to see was Pete Dunne versus Edge. But I think either one yeah. uh, could be fantastic. And then we have Kieran Cross kind of waiting uh, on deck. I mean, just it's a, yeah. a really cool, uh, interesting uh, thing going on here. Yeah,
0: carrying so, cross deep in those shadows, but yeah. still just poking his head through so a little bit so that he can be seen. So good uh, stuff, yeah, absolutely fantastic.
1: So good stuff from uh, WWE and NXT over. As much as I like to kind of shit on the WWE at time, I will be the first to give them credit when it is due. Uh, they're doing really good with the NXT brand, with, uh, with a few exceptions. There's a little things that are kind of wonky here and there, but overall, I think that their their product there is really good. And uh, this particular match was a real highlight for me for the week. And just so that everybody
0: knows we are not time travelers. Um <laughs> the NXT t- takeover happened on Saturday, correct? No, it was on Sunday. It was on Sunday. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Okay, my my bad then. I thought it happened on the Saturday like it usually does. And uh yeah. you'd said yesterday it happened and I'm yeah. going, wait a second. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. It actually happened so, on Sunday. Okay. Yep. Before I get to my pick for match of the week, here you go. Here's our answer. La Mermera Mera is the nickname of the Grim Reaper in Mexico, uh, also known as La Parca. Uh, Thunder Rose's face paint is like what you see on yeah. Day of the Dead that celebrates in Mexico. Thank you, sir. So, yeah, thank you very much nice. for that. Um, up here in Canada, we didn't learn any Spanish, so we learned French. Um, And it was only for a short little period of time. And if we wanted to continue on, we had to find it somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah, my match of the week. Because we had Miss Kim on last week, Hmm. I decided to uh, start watching again some more Ignite Wrestling and go back and look at a few things that she's done since uh, 2019 and into pandemic season. So I'm going back to January 2020 with Ignite Wrestling Chaos. I absolutely loved watching Avery Taylor versus Holly Cromwell versus Sophie Castillo versus the Dream Girl Ellie. This was a fatal four-way number one contenders match. And I like this matchup because this was the Dream Girl Ellie's debut match. She's been to Ignite Wrestling before, but this was her debut match, and she won. So very cool. She was able to go on and uh, challenge for the Ignite Wrestling Women's Championship um, I have a buddy of mine that uh, I got him hooked onto it as well and he was he's been watching it going. I am like just floored by the amount of talent that these people have mm-hmm. and how enjoyable it is to watch. Um, this same person had tried watching some <laughs> WWE SmackDown from this week and like 15 minutes in was like, I can't do this anymore and started falling asleep. So, yeah, I mean, that just goes to show you that independent professional wrestling is alive and well.
1: Yep, absolutely. And our friend uh, Javier saying uh, Inés La mera Mara also means the best. So it's two meanings. And I think, uh, again, that very much applies to Thunder Rose, like I said, because I feel that she is the best yeah. woman in the business right now. All right, cool. Uh, That was a a good one, Carl. Um, Of course, another uh, shout out to um, our friends over at Ignite Wrestling. Uh, Check out their website, com, and uh, absolutely fantastic stuff going on there. Make sure and check that out. Tons of uh, uh, free content there as well, so you can't uh, really go wrong there at all. All right, man, let's get to some breaking news. All right, so for breaking news this week, I mean, the big one, I mean, is already all news. The, the Nia Jax whole thing, I mean, <laughs> that that's beaten beaten to a bloody pulp at this point, so we don't need to cover that. But uh, I guess the, the, the two uh, big ones uh, worth mentioning on the WWE side of things when it comes to, to new signings, You know, we've got uh, Eli Drake and uh, Taya Valkyrie, uh, or I'm not sure what she's going to be called. Uh, I'm sure it would be like Taya or something like that. And then L.A. Knight um, is what... Um, He's going by, I'm not really feeling the name here, Carl, but um, his promo and everything, I mean, he made an immediate impact, no pun intended. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, he's always been great on the microphone and looking forward oh, yeah. to seeing what he's, he'll do there. Uh, he's no stranger to NXT. He was there briefly before he, he went yes. back to Impact. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm curious, and with that Taya, she's going to be in NXT as well. And... Um, curious to see what she'll she'll do as well she'll really help uh just uh make that even better women's division so
0: and what's fantastic about that as well is that uh, uh a few podcasts ago we uh we talked about this because we knew that mm-hmm. her contract was coming up and and uh you know we kind of threw out where we would want her to go and and see her do and uh i didn't i didn't want to see her go to nxt but given the uh Uh, life situations I guess I mean her husband is there right? so it only kind of makes sense Um, and I hope that they use her properly within um, NXT to build up that division as opposed to uh, tear it down at all because it's not a bad division the women's division is not bad it just needs a limelight focus put onto it to just push it that little bit over the top I do want to mention here as well for everyone that Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary pay-per-view date has been announced. Hmm. So we are looking Friday, March 26th at 9 p.m. Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary pay-per-view is going to be taking place. Um, that just came across my news feed. So I'm yeah. like, yep, that's." It. I just saw it that means it's breaking news, um, <laughs> which sure. I guess uh, a couple hours ago, uh, that was really announced. And I'm just taking another quick look here to see if, uh, if there's anything else substantial.
1: The only uh, one that's, that, uh, that's really that snuck up on, on for, for me, Carl is, I mean, we had, uh, this NXT takeover and right next week, we're going to have elmi- elimination chamber. So we're, we're going like pay-per-use like, right back to back. um, I'm. A, I don't know. Let's talk briefly about it here, Carlos. I think we do have a little bit of time uh, to touch <laughs> on this briefly. What, what, how do you feel about the Elimination Chamber right now? Because for, for me, uh, it was cool for a, a little while, but I've become a little soured uh, to, to that particular match because I, I don't know. It 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 feels so. What's the nicest way I can put it? It feels so rigid. Like it, does, it doesn't have a, a flow of a match. We have too many spots of, oh, somebody's up high. We got to wait for them to kind of collect themselves and then we're going to catch them the type of moments. We have these big spots that always happen. You know, we have this tower uh, the, where everybody has to be in on the same move. It's just, it's so predictable. I mean, there's some interesting things that, that can kind of happen, some interesting matchups, but this match has become like clockwork now, Carl.
0: You're right. It has, um, and it's very unfortunate considering they like it's it's a gold mine. Like it's it's amazing. Nowhere else has done anything like this. This is <clears throat> crazy. I when when the elimination chamber first happened, I was super excited and stoked. I honestly, I still am. Um, I like the original design. I don't yep. like the uh, square design. I like the round design yep. that they had. Um, I kind of get the changes. Uh, okay, yep. I, I, I can I can live with that. But you're right. Everything is just the same as it is in any regular matchup. Very, uh, very rigid. Very structured. Yep. And um, yeah, it just doesn't make for for a good match. I, I want to see a lot more organic come out of. This, especially for it being a pay-per-view, allow them to go out there and just be organic with things. Don't don't tell them that they have to hit this, you know, five or six person spot. They don't have to hit this off the uh, top of the um, chamber pod onto everybody. Like, okay, I get it; it's cool once in a while. But when it starts happening every single elimination chamber matchup that happens, it just becomes old hat. And something that people don't actually look forward to.
1: See, for me, it's not so much of the repetition of the spots, which I mean still bothers me to a certain extent. It's that, they, they take so long to kind of unfold. Like, they don't just happen happen in the kind of in the flow of the match, or you know, happen kind of quickly. It, like You kind of see it like unfolding, and you get that moment always with these kind of things, where either the person up top or the people below are waiting. Like it, this is, a, yeah, you're not supposed, You shouldn't be standing there waiting during a match. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's, you know, we're not we're not taking a rest break out there. I mean, just it's stuff like that drives me absolutely berserk. But uh, I digress on that. I know there's people that still like the Elimination Chamber. But I mean, it happens like clockwork every single year, and it's uh, I, I don't know you're a fan of it, uh, Carl, but uh, I mean, it, it's not what it used to be.
0: I, I, I agree 100%. I agree, it is yeah. not what it used to be, definitely. It is not. Yeah. Um, will I watch it? Yeah, I definitely will mm-hmm. because it's the elimination chamber. Yeah. It was something different, innovative that I <clears throat> adored, yeah. and I still to this day adore the um, the thought. was put into it because i mean to plan something like that isn't just an overnight uh type of like standing in the shower going yeah let's uh put a cage over top of everybody put them into pods and (laughs) uh just make sure that there's steel and everything around and oh crap i got soap in my eyes but uh hey maybe we'll use that as a spot in the match okay (laughs) uh like no 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 this is something that took a lot of time and a lot of planning and uh I'm happy that it uh, came to fruition and that it's continuing on as opposed to some of the other pay-per-views that have uh, seemingly stopped and ended Um, King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 I'm going to go on a little rant there. I think that uh, WWE needs to bring back the King of the Ring in its original style and format of an entire night of matches to crown a King of the Ring. Seriously. People... Love that. You can't tell me that your workers nowadays are, are not at the same caliber that, uh, you know, Bret Hart was or Stone Cold was or, you know, any of those guys were back then when the uh, King of the Ring was was first uh, happening and first a thing. These guys have it probably, if not more, that they can uh, bring to these matchups. So WWE, please do, do that. Please yeah. bring back the King of the Ring... In its originality. What about um, Great Balls of Fire? Yeah, we don't we don't need it. There's there's nothing there's nothing gimmick about it, right? It's just it's just a name for a pay per view, yeah. right? I, I if it's just a name for a pay per view, I don't care if it comes or goes. You you could you WWE over the last fifty years could have named every minor pay-per-view a different name and 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 it wouldn't matter mm-hmm. but if you're going to like the Royal Rumble it's a gimmick pay-per-view
1: yeah
0: right like you can't change that and and you need to continue that right yeah. uh, same with King of the Ring i mean they they kind of stopped doing you know the way that it was classic and i think that that's a real yeah. shame right but something like vengeance or yeah great balls of fire anything like that i mean no i mean whatever it's it's not it's not a gimmick associated to the name
1: And the problem where I was getting a little bit with that is that, uh, you know, when we did that the last time, I I think, you know, whoever designed the marquee and the poster, I think maybe was maybe a little juvenile. And when they heard great balls of fire, they took that literally because that's essentially an entire phallus. That's essentially what we had on the poster. We had basically, we had flaming male genitalia on the poster. It's like, wow, that you totally missed the boat on that one. But, uh. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, oh, no, stuff they like definitely that.
0: hit the boat. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and then what happened? The boat sank. The boat sank.
1: Yeah, very uh, abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you know what? Let's. Um, what do we got here? Uh, you know what? Let's hear uh, briefly from our friends over at the Chairshot.com, and then let's come back with our showstopper segment for this week
0: thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head
1: all right guys let us get to our showstopper segment for this week All right, Carl, since you came up with the run of this week here, uh, I'll let you kind of introduce the topic and get us rolling on this one because this is an interesting one. Yeah, I I thought it was too.
0: And this uh, this is kind of coming and stemming from AEW Uh, this past week. They had, um, I don't know if it was legit or storyline, but Cody Rhodes got injured. Now, I do believe that it was uh, legit, um, actual rotator cuff tear. Um, But that's kind of where I'm getting at with this. We, d- we, we keep hearing about injury and it's just storyline, but then we hear about legitimate injury and we just think it's storyline. So have we fallen into a type of a uh, boy who cried wolf mentality when it comes to hearing about uh, injuries that happened? Does it become a matter of we really don't care because we just continue to hear about storyline injury? when we should maybe actually be concerned about somebody who's legitimately injured. Joe, throw it over to you.
1: And you know what, Carl? This issue goes beyond just injuries. This stems over into into character and kayfabe as well. Um, A big couple of this, you know, we've... We we've touched on this several times with the social media uh, aspect. When it comes to the stuff on social media, I, I will just say, shut up. When it comes to <laughs> s- to spilling the stuff on social media, just stop it. You're you're, yeah. you're compromising your business, and then these little sideshows and stuff that that happened to it, even sometimes on commentary, these guys are they're cannibalizing their own product by bringing this kind of stuff up. It's just shut up. just let it play out. It you know what. If an injury has, has to happen, this is a, a, supposed to be perceived as a as a, a, a like a professional combative sport, injuries are going to happen. Shut up with com- it comes to, to the injuries the, 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 they should be kind of happening, and then it just, it, it just it it gets too weird. Um, it's not like back in the old days when it, when an injury would would happen, you know then. You know, whether it be your uh, your Shane Douglas's or whatever, you know, it would actually, you know, play up the injury. They would put a cast on or something like that. The, the, those days, I mean, just it, that stuff is completely compromised because we're spilling our guts too much about, about uh, we're peeling back the curtain too much uh, when it comes to that stuff. And um, it's one thing for, like, for, for us to kind of uh, bring that up since it, once it's already out there, that's not our fault. That it's already been put out there and we're just talking about it. But at that level, I mean, we got to keep that stuff under better wraps. So, I mean, the, again, that's just kind of the old school wrestling fan coming out in me. I know that seemingly these newer wrestlers and stuff don't seem to give a damn about that aspect of it anymore. And it's a shame because I think it really does take away from the allure of, of what's uh, what should be going on because we know too much. But uh, again, you know, the, 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 dude, I mean, th- this is a great topic because it, it can <laughs> stem off in so many different directions.
0: It definitely can. I'm going to stem off into another little direction here. You you
1: talk about everybody that's
0: uh, going and uh, putting everything out onto social media. I think where things stem from that is the need for them to get over. And everybody is on social media. So if everyone is on social media, it's not like back in the day when, like, um, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow, he could get over just by, by... being the gimmick inside of that ring, and going to the back or coming out from the back, yep. right? He could he could build that and get it all from there, right? And I I think a lot of uh, what's happening today because there is so many social media stars, mm-hmm. right? You got so many YouTube stars, so many you know Twitter celebrities, and 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 all of this different stuff. Um, with all of that that's going on, these wrestlers aren't getting the same notoriety as others are. So they're sitting there going, well, if I put myself out there onto social media and everybody sees me for who I am and what I am and what's going on. Right. I, I think that that's where a lot of that comes from. So people are, are putting themselves out there in, in that type of respect because uh, they feel if they don't, they'll be forgotten.
1: And, and, John, how you doing, buddy? And then part of the problem again there too, especially say to, to throw out a, a weird example. I mean, he's not with the company anymore, but uh, I don't even know if this actually happened, but it's a reference I've always made. You know, say at the, at the height of when Rusev or Miro, whatever you want to call him, when he was super heel. And then on social media, you see him mowing his lawn in a Speedo, right? Stuff like that. Yeah, I know you want to kind of get yourself out there, but it just it, it totally compromises what you're trying to to accomplish with your character in in wrestling. Yes. You know, and, and you know typically it's interesting Carl because in say, like going back to like when, when Andre was still around, you know, there, there were a lot of photos and stuff of take stuff taken behind the scenes, but it was all kind of kept under wraps. A lot of it's coming yeah. out now, you know, where we see like them playing cards, uh, behind the scenes or, you know, everybody kind of just hanging out together at the beach or something like that. But at, at the, at the time, if those photos were taken, it was just kept between the, the, the talents and then it didn't make it out to the public.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly right. right, and I mean,
0: l- like you said, like I mean, you talk about the whole Rusev thing, right? Um, Rusev going out there and in his speedo mowing his lawn. I don't
1: even know if that actually happened. I'm just using that as a reference. It did. Okay, uh, yeah, I,
0: I, I'm pretty sure. Or around the pool something or something like, a, like yeah. that. Yeah. Like there was, there was, yeah. Like, but you, you've seen, <laughs> you've seen Rusev in a speedo oh. when Rusev is supposed to be this this towering brute heel. To see him prancing around with a martini in his hand in poolside kind of takes away a little bit from it, right? And um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, with that as well, now we come to a situation of boy crying wolf. Mm -hmm. So we've got these people that have been storyline injured, written off TV for a little bit. But then a week later, we're seeing them rock climbing or on a trampoline or one of those trampoline parks or, (laughs) you know, like different stuff like that. We're seeing them out doing things when, oh, my God, he just broke his leg. His leg is broken. He's going to be down and out for six months. But we see him walking. Yeah. Right? Like it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's enough to make my head explode. I mean, just it, it, it's, you know, an, an example in the WWE, I mean, with, with, with Bray Wyatt, we like, we killed him by letting him on fire. I mean, again, like in professional wrestling, you know, typically I you know I'm, I'm I, I again, I can suspend my disbelief to a certain extent. But at some point, you cross over into that line to where you're insulting your audience. Now, some people yeah. are, are going to be a little bilious to it, or they're a little naive. People like Carl and myself, they ain't going to fly with us. And you know, it just it's the type of thing where you know I, I can't remember if I said it on with our friends over at Love Wrestling, but I know I brought it up somewhere that you need to be careful in these kind of uh, spots, insulting your your audience very subtly like this. If you are going to do that, then just completely go over the top and just directly insult your audience. Because if you just kind of do it subtly like that, people like ourselves or people who are in a little bit in the know are going to be insulted. They're going to be like, you know, this is just stupid. Why am I going to watch this? I'm going to go watch something that, that uh, doesn't, you know, make me feel like an idiot. Whereas, whereas you know, at, at least if you're going to go that route, you know, like have Vince, like just do something where he just comes out and just calls you people, idiots or something like that. You either got to go all the way over the top or you got to respect people's intelligence because it's, people won't put up with it, especially these days.
0: And you bring up the Bray Wyatt thing with him being uh, lit on fire. I think that that was, that definitely was that over the top. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it's a story. It's, it's a television show. You're not really insulting my intelligence by you know, kind of trying to say that you know he's been lit on fire. He's you know been burned, right? We get the same thing when we watch any horror movie.
1: Yeah,
0: right. The uh, the 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 main character of any horror movie always has something bad that's happened to him. Whether he's been burned, whether he's been uh, uh, you know dismembered somehow, whether he's you know. Um you know, scarred down the face or scarred somewhere else, and then has to put a mask on or, or whatever right so there's always something that happens so i i can I can get behind something like that, but you're right I mean there are times where things have just like really insulted the intelligence and i think one of one of the biggest things um recently that's happened and and I believe we talked about it uh with Bobby Lashley and Matt riddle oh. Right, with the uh the foot stomp that was so ridiculous, that, right, oh my goodness, like now was- you're insulting my intelligence here, yeah
1: right, yeah. so and yeah, cr- and, and with that situation, I'm glad you brought up that particular one because I don't, I don't think we actually fully kind of addressed that one, um you know these in these cameramen, too, I mean, they're shooting this stuff every single week if you're gonna shoot something I don't aim it at their feet and then and then you then you have Matt riddle who I mean he's should be he's been around for long enough that he should have known hey you know what if i get kicked on my right foot i should respond by then grabbing my right foot not he grabbed the wrong foot so not only yep. did they shoot it poorly he reacted poorly and then, yep. and then you, and then bobby didn't even come close to even uh, like he stopped his foot like a foot away from like just i mean just the whole thing was botched and just yeah. and then we're supposed to watch that and go Yep, that's perfectly fine, you yep, know. Yeah, well, the, the W just gets a pass because we just we know that they're just being stupid.
0: Oh, it was it was just Bobby <laughs> Lashley <laughs> though. Like I mean, the guy's a beast, right? So I mean, you don't even have to have to stomp on somebody's toes for them to hurt. He's he just has to stomp on the ground, and the vibrations alone are going to shoot, you know, yeah. uh, electricity over to whichever foot it needs to, and then that's going to be the foot that hurts, I guess. <laughs> Maybe,
1: oh boy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, to to kind of uh, bring this back full circle here, um, we're crying wolf. Yeah. Not us, but the wrestling so world. Much, yeah. Every company seems yep. to, at some point or another, they're just crying wolf with mm. things, and the audience just isn't caring anymore. And it's uh, really unfortunate, especially when you – Get a uh, a person that legitimately gets injured, and uh, you know, especially in the states, they don't they don't have the same type of health insurance that we have in Canada. Yep. So they actually have to pay for all of their health insurance and and any procedures and anything like that, that that gets done. And then some people are nice enough that they set up like a GoFundMe, um, uh, you know, for these people um, to to help them with their bills because well. There's somebody that we've watched and grown up with and loved seeing and stuff like that. Um, But after a while, people are going to... And it's even happening now. People are going, well, I'm not donating to that because, well... (laughs) It's fake. Yeah. It's fake. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right?
1: And then you're going you're gonna to have – you're going to start having people that are going to be so desensitized to these fake injuries happening that something really devastating is going to happen and, and and some jackass is going to be looking at the TV going, what is that, raspberry jelly coming out of that guy's head? No, no. Right. He, he, like, actually ruptured his, his brain, you know, or something like that. You know, I'm just – that's it's kind of a weird example. But, uh, but just it, – it's the type of thing, again, like, just in professional wrestling, like, you just – in my opinion, I do not everybody agrees with me. I just, I don't like it when these companies insult the intelligence of their fans. Um, and just, yeah. and this is the stuff is an example of that. And just, it makes it, and, and especially for somebody coming into it fairly new that, you know, has some common sense in their head is going to see this stuff and go, this is stupid. I'm just going to go watch football. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, you know, th- 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 dude, th- th- there's a reason why right now, the NFL, even even the, the Super Bowl, got like what was it like ninety million viewers, and then professional wrestling maybe gets two, maybe yep. three if they spike a rating. That, exactly. That's a significant gap here, Carl.
0: It definitely is. <laughs> right. Definitely, it is. So,
1: just just putting that out there. I mean, for people who like to even put them someone on the same level, I mean, it's not even the same stratosphere. So, no. So, will 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 wrestling ever kind of get to that that number? I mean, that that's something really, uh, lightning would have to hit the antenna, I think. So it, it would, yeah. I, I would love to see you get to that level, but again, to bring it back to this, if we continue to insult people's intelligence, we will never get there.
0: Exactly. So, all
1: right, man. Well, I guess that about wraps up here for this week, but before we do go, um, I'll, uh, let you get some, uh, some plugs out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. We've talked a little bit about our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. Go and check them out. Amazing merchandise over there. I'm wearing, as always, the collar and elbow brand fitted hat. And today I've actually got on my <laughs> collar and elbow brand uh, mirror hoodie. I love this hoodie. It's super comfortable. Uh, keeps me warm. It's it's fantastic, especially for these cold winters up in Canada. Go and check out colorandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and you are going to get yourself a cool 10% off your entire purchase. And we have our friends over at fnxfit.com. Go and check out fnxfit.com as well if you need supplements, whether it's protein powder, whether it is uh, a nighttime drink, whether it is super greens, whether it is a pill supplement, whatever is needed for you to get that extra push in your workout, check out fnxfit.com. Use promo code tbtalkpod and you are going to get 15% off your entire purchase made there. Again, go and check out our friends at colornoblebrand.com, promo code JKpodcast, and our friends at fnxfit.com, promo code TBtalkpod. There you
1: go. And for myself, um, coming up uh, this week for Turnbuckle Rewind, we are going to let people know on uh, on the show we were going to set up for, right? So yep. you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun one. It's an interesting one. I think that people are going to enjoy it. Uh, we're going back to 2015 with the Ring of Honor. Um, specifically a show called the field of honor. And we we're talking a matchup between Kazuchika Okada and Roderick Strong. This is going to be an interesting one and a fun one to break down. I think people are really going to enjoy this match. So stay tuned for that.
0: Definitely. Lots of work is going into the uh, production of this one. So I hope everybody is uh, going to enjoy that. Um, we'll give them a shout out as well. Our friends over at lovewrestling.ca, go and check them out as well. Uh, they are all over social media. Uh, we have even plugged uh, something for them. We we put their YouTube page uh, in our Facebook page. So go and check out our Facebook at TB Talk Pod. And there you are actually going to see a link to take you to their YouTube page over at Love Wrestling. Please go and check them out and make sure that uh, you uh, like, subscribe, and click that notification bell as well. Uh, Great show today, guys. Thank you very much. And you were the next person that we were going to be talking about here. Uh, We want everybody to go and uh, follow our friend Ryan K. Bowman over at Sports Kita. Uh, Just go to Google and look up Sports Kita. Man, a a wealth of knowledge and and articles and everything over at sports Uh amazing place for you to go if you're looking for uh, news if you're looking for uh, just really thought out planned out and amazingly written articles from i mean friends like our our buddy here ryan k bowman go and check that out and if there's a way that you can follow ryan on sports kita make sure you do that so that
1: every time he posts
0: something yep. you're able to see it Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I do believe that they give that option on there, too, to follow specific writers or not. So, And Ryan is definitely one that you want to follow. All right, Carl, that wraps up for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
0: that are to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheBarks.com. And i invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turbo Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheBarks.com.
1: Run.